You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. This project is north of the Los Angeles Metro and Ventura County. It's a, you know, one of the largest private oil and gas companies in California, which is super interesting because what a lot of people don't know is our major shareholders in this business are oil and gas folks. So it's, it's really interesting to see this first major opportunity converge with that. This is a hundred year old business. They're obviously in California. So there are some mandates and things they're trying to comply with uh, for the future of the business. They have a hundred megawatt load across their sites. They have roughly 20 locations that we're addressing and we're looking at a 40 megawatt application. So if you look at their load, that 100 megawatts, that's the equivalent of like 75,000 houses of energy need just for electricity. And so our first project is quite significant at addressing 40% of that. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I am your host, Bill Powers, chatting today with Todd Michaels. He is the CEO of Correlate Energy. That's a company that I invested in uh, earlier this year. You also are a new show sponsor. Disclosures are in the show notes below. Todd, welcome onto the program. When I first met you in person, I flew out to California at the beginning of this year to look at some microgrid opportunities that you were pursuing. And over that two-day period, you educated me on what a microgrid was. I saw the microgrid opportunity specifically in California, which is in desperate need of more electrical production. And here we are. You just inked your first major California microgrid. Uh, please share with us the details. Yeah, Bill, thanks for having me. And, and I, I'm so excited to talk about this project. Our first major contract, and let me go through some of the details of that. This project is north of the Los Angeles Metro and Ventura County. It's a, you know one of the largest private oil and gas companies in California, which is super interesting because what a lot of people don't know is our major shareholders in this business are oil and gas folks. So it's it's really interesting to see this first major opportunity converge with that. This is a hundred year old business. They're obviously in California. So there are some mandates and things they're trying to comply with for the future of the business. They have a hundred megawatt load across their sites. They have roughly 20 locations that we're addressing and we're looking at a 40 megawatt application. And so if you look at their load, that 100 megawatts, that's the equivalent of like 75,000 houses of energy need just for electricity. And so our first project is quite significant at addressing 40% of that. We are going to develop this project over two to three phases. Our first phase is seven sites, uh, which is roughly 14 megawatts. Uh, we're in the financing for it, and you know we've got we have some adjustments on some of the technical design at the end, but roughly it's going to be about twenty five million dollars for that first phase. Those projects will begin construction in twenty four. We've we have uh, interconnections and some of the regulatory things as it relates to bringing those projects onto the grid to help support the local region, uh, which is which is great. That that typically in our industry can become some of the challenges for getting these projects completed. And I think what, what is really interesting is this project is our largest contract to date, which our last prior contract that we let the public know about was about 12 million with, with Intersys. So this, this, is our, this, doubles, this doubles the size of our current largest contract that we've got. The, the other thing that I'd point out is this power that we're providing is cheaper. So not only are we helping this decarbonize of their, the, the electrical side of the footprint of pr processing, deploying 
oil and gas solutions in California, but this is going to, you know, help the customer. This is not, they're not doing this just to be green. This is, this is an economic deal for them. Plus you can, you can probably imagine that the reason that we do microgrids is that, you know, there are power challenges in California. The grid does go down and there's also earthquakes when the grid goes down. And like, it's been a while and we've all seen what's happened across the state during major quakes. This will allow them to continue to produce oil and gas, even in times where there's some long-term challenges with infrastructure going down. And so it, it's, you know, that's an important facet to keeping that economy going if, if something really catastrophic were to occur. And so like you, you do see a trend where the whole supply chain of, let's say, vehicle fuels is, is getting uh, resiliency and backup in California. And so we're helping support those causes. This will be our, you know, I think we said this, but this will be our first major win in oil and gas. And if you look at the need to do these projects across the state, you know, there is a pretty substantial oil and gas industry there. And we, you know, there's, there's a whole supply chain that is part of this project on the engineering side, the permitting side, that it's a very scalable place for us to go out and develop further projects with the industry. So we're really excited about what this can mean with a successful execution of this project. And this partnership is something that the state of California would be for because about 70%, I understand, of the oil and gas is imported across the ocean into California because there's no pipeline supplying the oil and gas that they need. So you're making the oil and gas industry greener in California, which is what the government wants. That's correct. Yeah. And so you said there's a lot of opportunities still to pursue. And this we're only talking California. California is what opened my eyes to the need for microgrids. But does NRG there only in Cal NRG obviously is only in California, right? This company you're that's correct. They're they're a very regional business. Like like one of the original, you know, oil and gas businesses in California. It's a hundred year old business. So it's very uh, very localized and and where they you know extract and process today. So I'll be doing a webcast with Todd in about two weeks where he will go over the more of the revenue forecast, especially in light of some of these more uh, big deals that the company has inked. But Todd, in the meantime, in our first uh, interview a few uh, months ago, I think you said about 25 to $36 million of forecasted revenue for this year, 2023. I know you're going to give the details in a couple of weeks, but can you give us maybe a tentative updated revenue forecast sure. in light of this deal? A little reminder, you know, where we're at and sort of like how we see in our ramp breaks. I think people are going to, are witnessing these in our, our 10, you know, in our, in our quarterlies now, which is amazing. It's great to be, you know, at this place of, of really seeing significant revenue growth. So yeah, our average project's 12 to 24 months to completion, you know, from concept to completion. We had past good quarters. We're going to have a very similar good quarter th uh, that we'll be announcing here for, for Q3 and, th and through Q4. We have about $20 million in projects currently under construction. We have 21 million of projects that are in late stages development that will enter construction by Q1 of next year. We have $31 million in contracts or letters of intent that will complete development the next 12 months. So you can add up those numbers and kind of see that's our true line of sight pipeline that we've got, you know, over the next 12 months, both, you know, being implemented currently and on and entering construction. You know, the balance of our pipeline is about 500 million. And again, our average contract right now has gone from 2 million to 4 million. So that really creates a lot of efficiency. So you can think about revenue per, per, per employee profitability is increasing uh, with that. So that's, and you know, we've, we're about 20 people today. We were about three people when we started this business in January of, uh, of 22. So you know, we've got that infrastructure now to really scale to meet the pipeline in front of us. 
And gross margins of 18 to 25% approximately is what you've uh, shared in the past? That's correct. Okay. So you also announced since we last spoke a JV partnership where you're looking to deploy $100 million. Uh, can you break that down? What progress have you made there? Yeah, we, we have our first projects. Honestly, this project was the, the project announcement we made on the, on the microgrid side was, is leveraging that partnership. How do we you know, get development capital for projects of this nature to get them through those development, these multi-phase, multi-year projects? So that's our, that's our first win for the fund. We have about four to five other opportunities that are of similar size that we're currently in the diligence and underwriting process for. And so, yeah, we're, we're roughly on plan. The, we probably will never have $100 million at work at one given time. They'll, those will be commitments and probably about 30 to 40% of those projects would be sort of in this revolving uh, financing facility because the, 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 the whole concept of the, the JV was to provide development capital. How do we provide capital to get through those early design, engineering, development stages to get it into construction, which is a real problem for a lot of the smaller developers. And so our phones have been ringing off the hook. People know this is a very attractive uh, vehicle. And, and frankly, when you come to Correlate, again, it's not just the capital for the deals, which is obviously something that's most needed, but it's the technical expertise. It's the, it's the additional human support and technology evaluation in our supply chain that can help bring down the costs to then get to the right economics and, and frankly, to increase the gross margin that we can share with these, with these developers uh, to make sure that we're still getting our same margin. We're just able to increase the margin to allow that to occur. Talent attracts talent. We see this in sports in the last 10 years with super teams, the Golden State Warriors and so forth, the all-time winningest NBA team. And you're attracting talent to your team. The newest member is Bill Shevlin. Who is Bill and what does he mean for Correlate? Bill is uh, a longtime energy expert. He actually started in the roofing industry and started building solar projects for other solar developers You know, a decade ago. And through that, had gotten into, uh, launched a very successful efficiency business. And then similar to us, but even earlier than us, saw the microgrid opportunity. Bill uh, had an established a business called Mavericks Microgrids. Bill is a real thought leader on not just the simplified microgrids are doing today that have the classic solar storage and, and some nat gas base load power, but how do we blend in things like if you're going to build that big electric vehicle charging infrastructure for that bus station or that fleet, like your load is going to skyrocket. And so he's really been looking at the market in a very strategic way, doing these large campuses, ports. Bill brings these uh, more robust, you know, even multi-year horizon deals that uh, combine multiple technologies. And so it's expanding our technology roadmap on bankable technologies. It's expanding us into new large client types that we did not have experience with, as such as ports. Because if you look at what's happening just with like legislation in California or even Texas, as an example, all those vehicles that are in cranes and things, those are electrical. So there's like, how do you how do you provide clean electrification to that to that electrical infrastructure, and then how do you convert some of these things that are running on gas to electrification to support that? And so again, just you know, Bill brings a wealth of knowledge on how to develop those projects and bring really a whole ecosystem of technology providers to fulfill it. And, and frankly, that even involves things that we don't do today, like hydrogen uh, port development or hydrogen development that, that we're helping support. So we're starting to see the impact of these other technologies that we don't develop that are driving our business as well through, through Bill's efforts. 
God, we've talked about how this industry is very fragmented, but now that it comes to more of a maturing stage, there's going to be mergers and acquisitions. So even in acquiring Bill and his talent, you've acquired some of projects. So for example, I understand that the Cal Energy Solar um, Microgrid, that came through Bill. That's correct. I started this pipeline acquisition business because you can do it in a lower capitalization perspective versus buying companies or even the diligence and cost of just going through company acquisitions. The pipeline acquisition effort that we started this year is really bearing fruit. Bill is a, Bill is a sign of that. And then frankly, now Bill becomes a disciple because he, he is a developer and has a lot of development peers. He can help us go out and engage and support and drive uh, bringing these other Bill Shevlins that have great projects and they're given geographies with their technology into our platform. So we have a dozen opportunities with Bill already, you know, of, of that nature. We're working through that today. Is there anything else on the mergers and acquisitions front that we should discuss? We've successfully completed an ac- another acquisition on AquaHire. We acquired an employees from the Aegis Renewables Group back east, and that's how we built out our operations team. So that's really We've we doubled the size of our staff on the ops side uh, through that acquisition the last six months. And now, again, how do you have the the right estimators, the engineers, the technical experts to, to get those projects executed on time on budget? So that that's you know that's not super obvious sometimes in our business model, but it's key. We also have we've mentioned Project Lone Star in the past, a very large residential play that frankly is microgrid in focus. If you look at what's happening in in Texas today. Prices are skyrocketing on the grid with with basically there's again, we saw it in California first, we're seeing it in Texas now where the 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 peak uh, cost of power is is going up like many, 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 many fold. And so how do we you're seeing a movement towards residential microgrids that leverage that solar and that battery? And then the grid allows you there, unlike California, frankly, to do something called a virtual power plant. You could aggregate all these assets. And sell. Let's say you let's say you built three thousand residential systems, and you have those under management. You're able to take those assets and monetize those beyond just selling that customer that system. Now those customers and that provider can go re-monetize those assets in Texas. So that's a we've we've been looking at the microgrid plus virtual power plant concept as that revenue concept for for years. And now that model was was a concept two years ago when we thought about Texas. Now that is happening in real time, and you can look. You can look and see. Te- you know, Tesla is doing this. You can see what their customers are sometimes on average getting over one hundred fifty one hundred fifty dollars a day just for monetizing their capacity onto the grid. And so we're seeking to consummate that acquisition opportunity to take that concept further. With that comes a further investment that could be is quite significant. So we're we're looking at the capitalization plan how to see through that transaction by early next year. And so that kind of meets our capital planning. That kind of meets our year-end goal commitment to really hit the gas on this backlog of of uh, acquisitions that we have uh, at term sheet. And, and frankly, it takes about six months for people to get through their audits and do things to comply with being acquirable. And so the good thing is, you know, Project Lone Star has just completed their audits uh, as of this month. So those are that's when we can really start getting serious about the, the underwriting and the acquisition process once companies complete that. Part of the value creation plan for the company is to uplist to one of the big boards in New York, whether the NASDAQ or the NYSE American. Uh, can you update us on those plans? So a lot of people know that we filed a, a preliminary application in NASDAQ and we had guidance with that. We also have some things currently underway that 
I would say give us give us a couple weeks and we'll be making an announcement and there'll be some there'll be some things that will point to the progress on on uh, doing that here pretty soon. I, I can't speak to it yet, but we're we've we hired we've hired an investment bank that's under contract. We've uh, we've gotten third party counsel. We've 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 gotten all of our we got ourselves organized to keep to basically see through that process. And we'll be providing some updates to the market here pretty soon on that. Okay. Well, Todd will also be providing a more detailed update in about two weeks. Uh, Thursday, October 5th, I'll be hosting a live investor summit with my friend Kerry Lutz. Uh, Todd will be given a more detailed revenue forecast and uh, will be available to answer any investor questions live. So I will put the link to that in the show notes below. And Todd, congratulations on this first microgrid and thank you for providing an update on the show today. Thank you, Bill. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.